Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is actually my last daily with you, and it's kind of hard for me to even say that. I've enjoyed doing these so much, and I know that as you continue down the road with all of the other ones who are teaching, that uh, the Lord will bless you and teach you and uh, help form you into the person He wants you to be as you stay connected with Him. Uh, my question that was given to me today, and we're all going through this this week, uh, those of us who are doing the dailies, I mean, is what have you learned through 2021? What has God taught you? And uh, for me, you know, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you today, uh, maybe a little bit raw with you as I just share what God has taught me. Uh, and it's about the church. It's not just about new life. It's about God's church, especially in the West, in North America. And I want to give you just a little uh, theology to begin with and then go into what God has taught me, all right? So let's try this together. Um, what about the church do we know? Well, three things to really make it simple. The first is this. The church has an identity, doesn't it? And our identity, the scriptures clearly say, is founded in our leader, in our master, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The church's identity is in Jesus Christ. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1, Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. There it is right there. And God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. And so our identity as Christians, as the church, is Jesus. That is who we identify with. And so as we go through life together, uh, our identity has to be founded firmly in the Lord. Now we know that and we talk about that all the time. Uh, secondly though, the church doesn't just have an identity. The church has a purpose. The church has a mission. And the church's mission, of course, as we identify with Christ, is to make disciples of him because Jesus said to us, that is your mission in life. We, we find that in a couple of ways our mission of making disciples to the world. First, by displaying Jesus to the world through our lives. We, we actually demonstrate to the world what it looks like to follow Jesus and to be like him. Paul writes in Ephesians 3, God's purpose is through the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, not just here but in the spiritual realm, he's saying. This was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ our Lord. And so our, our mission is to display Christ to the world and then secondly, to tell others about Jesus and teach them how to follow Christ. And Jesus himself gave us that mission when in Matthew 28, he said, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. It, it all belongs to me. So therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given to you and be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so we have an identity, that is Jesus. We have a mission, the mission of Jesus, to carry on his ministry to the world, preaching the gospel, telling others about him, and creating disciples. And then thirdly, uh, the church, once it has figured that out, uh, has to ask this question. How do we organize in order to complete the mission? Uh, and that really then involves not the church's identity or its mission, but really the structures of the church. How do we organize our life together to fulfill the mission of Jesus? And really, there are two questions there. I, the first I've, I've literally said already, it, it is, how must we organize to participate fully in God's mission? 
That's the first question. What is God and his spirit uh, up to? What, what, what are they up to and, and how are they calling us? And how can we use our resources, our time, our treasures, our talents in order to make more disciples? Uh, and then the second question is, what are we doing or not doing that may be hindering us from displaying Jesus and making those disciples? What might we be doing or not doing that is actually hindering us in our mission? What must God form in us that is not there? And what must God transform or maybe reform in us that is already there? Now, with that foundation, what has God taught me in the year 2021? I want to share that with you today. Two things. The first is this. I have observed over the last year that there seem to be three groups of Christians here in North America. I believe these three are also in new life and all of them are struggling, all three of these groups. You might find yourself in one of these groups or maybe more than one of these groups, but these three groups are what God has pointed out to me. And here they are. The first uh, that I see are there, that there are Christians who no longer are participating in any form of life together. They have uh, decided that church is a habit that they are not going to continue in, in terms of Sunday attendance or in being involved in the church really all that much, if at all. And they're struggling uh, displaying Jesus to the world and they're struggling making disciples for Jesus, completing the mission of God. Why? Because you can't do that by yourself. You really can't display Jesus alone and you can't make disciples alone. And so they're struggling in their Christian walk because of that. There's a second group and the second group uh, are Christians who look at the church and go, man, I can't wait till COVID's over. I can't wait until we get through this pandemic so that we can go back to life together as it was before COVID happened. But in that, can I just let you know that, that this group of people are struggling understanding that how we have been the church in terms of being organized for a long time, even centuries here in the West, no longer displays Jesus accurately to the world and does not make disciples for Jesus effectively. It just doesn't seem to work anymore. And people are struggling because they're struggling knowing that something's wrong, but wondering how they're going to change. And even if they want to change. Uh, let me illustrate how that works. There's a chart you're going to see. You've seen some questions already, but there's a chart that you're looking at now that shows the Church of Jesus Christ kind of going in a straight line with, except for some bumps that then continue in a straight line over history from the cross at, at AD 30, really, all the way till today. You, you see that there. And then there's a, there's a green line that's bent at the beginning and the end, and that's representing Western culture since the time of Christ. Uh, and Western culture, including Roman culture back when Jesus uh, was alive, uh, rejected Christ, of course, until about 300 AD, when, when the church finally really overpowered Roman culture in such a way that, that Rome decided that the church was going to be its official religion uh, as long as Rome existed. And, and literally, uh, that has not changed throughout Western history except for a few little short periods of time. It is true that, that in, in our history of Western culture, the church and the state have walked beside each other, um, supporting one another for a long, long time, over a thousand years, really. And until recently, um, that was, uh, was, was very tight. Uh, let me give you an illustration. A uh, hundred years ago or more, 
even 50 years ago perhaps, uh, if you were born, you would be born into what was called a Christian country. You would be brought to the church probably 100 years ago and you would be baptized as an infant or you would be brought up and baptized later. Uh, there, were, there were really no other face around all that much. Uh, Canada was known as a Christian nation. And yet, in the last 30, 40, 50 years, what we've seen uh, is people saying, actually, no, I choose not to be a Christian. No, I don't believe in that anymore. Until today, we find ourselves in the midst of a pandemic where really uh, church attendance uh, or participation is way down, and as the pandemic is ending, people are not coming back. Uh, And really, I think that if uh, we were honest with each other, we would realize that uh, that's been happening for quite a while. COVID has simply pointed it out to us. That leads me to the third group of people who are Christians. There are Christians today who are open to reorganizing, to display Jesus more accurately and make disciples more effectively, but they are struggling with the pain of change, of what to do and the potential loss of their friends, people that they've worshipped with for many years, who are not open to organizationally changing in order to complete the mission of God. And so God pointed that out to me in the last year. As a leader in the church, it has been difficult. It has been frustrating at times trying to get that point across to people and that God perhaps, uh, I think, really wants us to initiate some changes in our structure so that we can get back on mission. Uh, That's the first thing he's taught me. The second thing that I've learned in the last year is that Canadian culture is not returning to religiously what was. It's not coming back. And actually, most Canadians left the church, left Christian life quite a while ago, maybe two or three, four generations ago. The church is steadily losing its influence on our culture, which means that the mission of God in Canada is not being accomplished. Uh, And that begs then the question, what am I going to do? Uh, As I leave you, as Kimberly and I move back to Alberta and we begin to not pastor a church but to attend a church, to be a part of a Christian community, which group are we going to be a part of? Uh, Are we just going to stop attending church on Sundays and just uh, do our own thing privately? Are we going to look for a church that was a dynamic church before COVID and hopefully when COVID's over it'll go back to being a dynamic church again with all of the things that were a part of that? Or are we going to realize that actually God is doing a new thing through COVID and it's up to us to figure out how we will structure our lives and meet other Christians who are structuring their lives in order to meet uh, the requirements of accomplishing God's mission as he leads us on a journey that looks different than what it looked like before. That's the challenge facing Kimberly and I as we leave you. That's the challenge facing you as you stay here today. And so I guess the question for all of us, if you believe what I've told you this morning, is this, which group am I going to be a part of? What am I going to do? Well, as you ponder that, let me pray with you and pray for Kimberly and I as we head off and uh, decide exactly how we're going to continue to stay on mission and display Christ to the world in this new time in which we live. Let's pray. God, I ask that you would give every person here uh, wisdom in understanding the times and knowing what to do and that our commitment to you would be, would, would, be, would be, Lord, robust. We would identify clearly with you. We would, Lord, uh, embrace the mission that you have provided for us, but that, Lord, we would adapt our structures 
so that we can, uh, Lord, be the people of God plainly in the sight of others who are looking for the answers to life, who are lonely and frightened, uh, and who are looking for community and are looking for meaning. God, may we do that well so that your church grows and is robust and strong, we pray in Christ. Amen. Hey, the Lord bless you. It's been such a treat to be with you these years. Uh, I know that God's going to lead new life uh, in in a powerful way as you submit to him, and so may it be so. Amen.